the tomboy brunch. I'm a tomboy. I'm a tomboy. The tomboy brunch. I'm a tomboy. Because ladies love sports too. I'm a tomboy. The tomboy This is absolutely Colin Kaepernick. This is why I gave Stephen A. Smith donkey today. Yeah, tell us about the shirt and your and your take on Colin. I mean, isn't this a shirt representing Colin Kaepernick? I feel like you know Colin Kaepernick should not be getting punished for doing the right thing. I mean, Colin Kaepernick decided to take a stand by not standing, and he took a stand against people that are being marginalized and oppressed in this country. And I don't see anything wrong with that. I think he should be saluted and commended for that. Well, I'm supporting that. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Tomboy Brunch. I am your hostess with the mimosas, Katrina Chambers, and I am thrilled to be back here for another Saturday edition of the Tomboy Brunch. And uh, today, super excited. You know, NFL season is coming up. Uh, there's been a lot of things happening in the sports the sports world, in politics, and everything. So today, my guest, someone who I have been following for a while on social media, uh, Mr. Leroy Barber is here to tell us about the Voices Project and specifically NFL Kneel Down. Uh, how you doing, Mr. Barber? I'm doing good. Good. Thanks for having me on today. Thanks for coming on. And today's co-host and first time also on the Tomboy Brunch is my dad, Mr. Jimmy Lee Chambers. <laughs> hey, Daddy. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and he's nervous, and he's nervous. But uh, one, one thing I do want to mention, uh, Leroy, you are a huge, huge Dallas Cowboys fan. And, yes, indeed. Uh, and I think your equal is my dad. My dad is also a huge, huge Cowboys fan. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, I, I felt something coming through the phone that connected us, so that's good. <laughs> and me, if, if I had to be anywhere on that spectrum of liking the Cowboys, I'm on the extreme opposite. I'm a Texan fan. So, uh, and I've never really, right. never really cared for the Cowboys. There's just something <laughs> about them, and and which is crazy growing up in Texas. But, but yeah, the Cowboys just rubbed me the wrong way. But, um, but I want to get right into talking to you first. Uh, tell us about the Voices Project. Um, it's an organization. Uh, actually, my wife and I started about nine years ago, and we've worked in the nonprofit world for a really long time. And we started this organization really to, to support uh, black folks, leaders of color working in a nonprofit world where uh, they're usually the only person there either on a board or in a position uh, and, you know, have some struggles culturally. And so that was our story. And so we started this organization to train and encourage and walk alongside other leaders that were going through same similar things that we were. And, uh, and it really began to take off because it resonated with a lot of, a lot of people of color, specifically black folks. So. Right. And somewhere recently sports has come into that picture. 
Mm-hmm. Well, sports is, you know, it's been a part of my life for a long time. Um, I've been a Cowboys fan since I understood football. Um, and so um, I, you know, I grew up watching, watching sports and in the sports of football, you know, was number one. Uh, and became a Cowboys fan in the 70s, you know, loved it, loved the Cowboys, loved who they were. Um, struggled through the eighties, you know, um, and loved the nineties again. And then, you know, we, got, we, we, we struggled a little bit again, you know, <laughs> turn of the century. And then, uh, the, the big Romo debates, you know, of the last 12 years. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then last year just felt like, Oh man, are we back? You know? So that's, that's kind of been a big part of my life. Uh, what do you think about right? that, Dad? Well, I've been a Cowboy fan since Apple Pie. <laughs> Always been America's team. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, that's starting, you're right, when the Romo era came, that's starting to make a, a, a resurgence in becoming America's team again. Um, well, I mean, I don't think we ever lost it. It's just, you know, folks, folks just kind of like, like people like to hate on the Cowboys. You either love them or you hate them. And, and that's been the story of my life as a football fan. So I'm used to it. Yeah, because lost it. I don't know. I think Tom Brady and his crew kind of became, can, would debate that about American teams. Yeah, they might want to debate it, but it, it's who, you know, not even just in who we are historically. I mean, even when you talk about ratings, when you talk about value, all of those things, it's the Cowboys, hands down. It doesn't. Oh there, wow! There's just, just there's just no comparison, really. Oh, Leroy, Leroy, and I see. I've been so, so excited about this interview, and now you're so look, when the NFL <laughs> when the NFL was hurting last year with ratings, who did they start putting on every week? Mm. The Cowboys. Mm. Mm. It's, it's just mm. you can't fight it. So anyway, mm. I, I know you, well, you know what? That's things. a good yeah, right. You know, that's a good segue. Oh, go ahead, Dad. You know, you know, there's no other owner. I don't think that can put an organization together like Jerry Jones. I think Jerry Jones makes the Cowboys, and he makes the whole organization fantastic. Better than any other organization in the league, I think, is due to Jerry Jones. Well, look, they just put out. The Cowboys is what they are. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry because you all. And you, you, you know, they just put out the um, top five wealthiest sports franchises in the world. Number one is the Cowboys in the world. I believe that. Our most powerful elected official wants to rule by fear. And he will address us a building because he doesn't align with what you believe. This is what we know about the First Amendment, Skip. We love the First Amendment. We're all for it. As long as I agree with what you say, I agree with your protest. As long as I align with what I want to protest. And if it doesn't, then you and I have a problem. This is where we are now. We should not be shocked. We should not be surprised. And... I think a small part of these owners and general managers do not believe Colin Kaepernick can play. I do believe a small fragment of the owners and general managers believe that the protest and the outcry of the stance that he took would be too much for them to bear. And then maybe, hey, 
maybe there are five or ten guys that do not want to get that nasty tweet. But I find it ironic. The very man that's losing that. So let me say this, and how can we translate, or how is this how begins your movement, I guess, that machine that you two are talking about, that Jerry Jones leads, you know, with Colin yeah. Kaepernick and you talking about helping people of color, specifically black people, and his message to bring awareness to police brutality, particularly among men of color, in a mm-hmm. silent way, he took a stand. So, you know, um, so you just heard and me. And lost millions. Yeah, so you just heard me kind of go off on sports and my love of football. Like, it's, right. I could go on and on about that. Um, you know, I think what Kaepernick did was incredibly brave. I think um, he opened the door for conversations on a major stage in a major sport to bring attention to um, some some atrocities. And, you know, mm-hmm. some major injustices in our country and around our world. And I think he was he was the right guy to do it, right? Because, yeah. one, he's, you know, I mean, if you look at his story a little bit, right, like, he's supposed to be the guy that's supposed to be grateful, right, and not supposed to be saying anything or doing anything like this. Right. Right. He is, he is that guy because, you know, he's adopted by a white family. Right. So he should be grateful. Mm-hmm. He got out of that, went to good schools, college educated. Right. So he should be mm-hmm. grateful. And then he was athletic. Right. So when you're athletic, you get this popularity. Right. Uh, and then he played football, like on top of being athletic, when you play football, that's the number one sport in the U.S. hands down. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So he plays football, and then he plays quarterback, which is the uh, number one spot in the number right. one sport in this country, right? And right. then he plays Very in the Super Bowl, right? Then he plays yeah. in the Super Bowl and almost wins it. This dude is supposed to be grateful and quiet and go along. But he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He uses that platform to bring attention to something more important. And I feel like wow. I feel like he's done a fantastic job with that. Me too. Nobody is dying as a result of his kneeling. Wait, hold on, Daddy. Hold on. No one is dying as a result of his kneeling. You know, no one was harmed in order for him to take a knee. And yeah, and and for him to be a Super Bowl quarterback who made it to the Super Bowl and all season long since he has become a free agent has not gotten picked up by a team. It just makes a huge, huge statement. A huge statement. It really does, right? So, I mean, if you that 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 history I just gave you, right, makes him like a guy who's like he is the American dream, right? He's living. Yeah, he's a little like bit of everybody. Every little, every little boy's dream, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, is, and he's a Catholic. You know, at, he's Catholic. He's yes. a Catholic. Yes. So you know, yeah. I just, I just think um, uh, that his protest um, 
was also just as thoughtful and well thought out because it was quiet. It was within his rights. It was his own personal protest. It started that way. And I just think, you know, him doing that just really, really gave some, uh, gave some fire and fuel to a movement um, that was already there, and it just helped center it even more. Um, right. And so for those who are unaware of what you have pledged in to do this season as a huge, huge, diehard, not only NFL fan, but specifically Dallas Cowboys fan and football fan, what, what have you decided to do? Tell the people that those that have been on the rock and don't know what you have mm-hmm. inspired literally thousands of people to do. What is the movement? So we, I put out my own story, like, just like I took example from him and say, okay, I need to, I need to sacrifice something because this man has taken, done a, made a huge sacrifice. And what is it for me? And what is that thing for me? to sacrifice and put on a line and it's absolutely football. Right. And so Mm. I decided to not watch the NFL this season um, and not participate as I usually have. And I watch every game. I have NFL ticket so that I can watch every game. Um, Look, I am, I'm a fanatic this time of year when it's preseason, and they have, they show preseason games during the week. I watch because NFL shows them all during the week, and I watch all the games. So I watch every preseason mm. game, right? Um, and so to give that up is a big deal for me. I, I feel like I've lost something even in this first couple of weeks. But oh wow! Um, but I had to. But. I wanted to do that, and then I called other folks to doing that, and we made this little film about it, and folks really resonated with it. That film is up to about two hundred, two and a half million views. Um, yes, I've subsequent it several viewing, times. Subsequent viewing of other things that were putting out there is rising, getting getting plenty of views. Folks signing petitions and joining in because they feel the same. And we're, you know, we're pretty clear about what we want to do with this. One is we want to make sure we bring attention to why he is kneeling in the first place. Right. And that is Mm -hmm. um, the destruction of black bodies and black communities in our country. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. That we, and, and we want to bring and make sure we center that and not lose focus of why he knelt in the first place. And so we're visiting communities in different cities um, and showing kind of their process, their needs, what they're going through. Um, And then two, they try to make it out as Colin Kaepernick was some kind of anti-American for protesting the way he did. And so they try to vet him, put him against veterans. And I'm going, wait, this is what it means to be an American is to protest. The country was started Mm -hmm. under protest, right? Like Mm -hmm. we were started out of a protest of taxes, right? So 
how can you say protesting is not American? It's not. It is the most American thing you can do. Yes, the right to Freedom. say yes, the right to say no, yes. the right to dissent. Right. Right. Um, and there's a way to do America's it that's peaceful, and there's a non-peaceful way. And we've seen the results that non-peaceful gets. It's just sad, you know. People hurt physically. Uh, and and bloodshed. That's the last thing we want to see. And l- like yourself, and I don't. I am a huge sports fan. It's one of the reasons why I started this show. It's like we don't have enough content for females who like men's sports. You know, there's a lot of programming mm-hmm. for females mm-hmm. who love female sports to so watch the WNBA, et cetera. And that's fine. I watch that too. But my primary love is NFL and NBA. Those are my two favorites. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I, you know, was really something in me moved and stirred by uh, Kaepernick's move as well. And when I saw your video, I said, you know what? And it it kills me, Leroy. It really does because that's what I do on Sundays and Thursday nights is watch football Mm -hmm, and then come mm -hmm. here on Saturdays and have mimosas (laughs) and talk about it. And so Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. felt like I had to continue to do that. But now, I'm not going to watch, and I can't even believe I'm saying this out loud, but I can't, I don't, I'm not going to watch the NFL because I can't support an organization that does not support Kaepernick, you know, yeah. for what he's doing. You know, let him be playing bad, which brings me, and, and Daddy, I hate to call you out, but, but my dad is, you know, he feels that it's wrong too, but he loves the Cowboys so much he still wants to watch the Cowboys play. <laughs> right, right. Well, right, I feel right. like this now. Well, well, let me put in this. I have empathy for all the people that are protesting, and uh, I shared the a, a same thoughts for Carbonate. But then, too, like you say, he's a great quarterback. And being a military man, a veteran myself, we have great black generals, but yet mm-hmm. still, they have to follow the rules. Uh, of mm-hmm. the organization, the military, and now what would what 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 would it look like if one of our black generals took a knee when they when the flag was being raised, or when the national anthem was being sung? Mm-hmm. So you got to look so, at it. I think from a lot of point of views, uh, I may not look at the whole game, but. Uh, I, I think I'll tune into a little bit, maybe the maybe the first and the fourth quarter. <laughs> so, you know, so, uh, yeah. because yeah. I think first, first we should see how the rating go, and we'll know how many people are going along with the program of of of, of not blackballing uh, Kaepernick, because in a way it seems like he's being blackballed. But oh, he definitely is. Yeah, yeah, he's being black Yeah, he's being black all the reasons he stated earlier. Like I say, the season ain't started yet. He still might be picked up. He still might be picked up. And hopefully he will. That's all I can say. To keep away from people not having to watch football, I seriously hope he will be picked up. (laughs) Right. And Leroy, what kind of impact potentially are we looking at by – the number, because the numbers are growing. I've been following the Voices Project, and like you said, from this move, from the NFL kneel down movement, other movements have sprung up. Blackout is something that's going around, which is mm-hmm. kind of saying the same mm-hmm. message. So, what kind of impact do you think, um, particularly if the 
African American community does not watch or purchase anything that's affiliated with the NFL. Well, starting with well, not watching it on TV. Yeah, well, I know. I mean, my my feed alone has thousands of people who who said they aren't doing it, right? So, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and then that's kind of spurred off. There's a group. There's other groups now who are going to go and do kneel down protests outside of NFL games. I know there's a group in Chicago. There's a group in Tampa. There's a group in LA. That's Atlanta. In LA, there's a group in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these. So I mean, it would be cool if we saw groups outside of you know there's 16 games a week. If there were 16 mm-hmm. groups every week doing some kind of action, I think, I think it would gain some attention. Um, and that's, that's, that's kind of what we want to do is like, we want to gain that attention. I hope Kaepernick gets, uh, get signed. Like, so, you know, me one too. interviewer asked me was like, Hey, well, wouldn't it, what, aren't you secretly hoping he doesn't get signed? I'm like, no, I'm not secretly hoping he gets signed. I want him to get signed. And that's why, that's why so we don't have that's to I'm be saying, right. We don't, we don't have to center it on the NFL because that isn't the point why he kneeled. Right. So we will continue our we will continue our activism around what it, what what black folks and black communities and black lives are going through in this country. That doesn't stop that. Um, right. it, may, it may help us get in better conversation with the NFL. Then that that's great if they sign up. Right. And a few months ago, uh, I had on the show Craig Hodges, and I don't know if you remember his story with the Bulls. Uh, years ago with mm-hmm. President Bush and when they went to the White House he wore a dashiki and he gave one yeah. of the uh, president gave him a letter saying of talking about unfair treatment of black people in America at the time that's when the Rodney King thing was happening he spoke about it and then never played again he still holds the record for three point shooting and holds several championships and nobody picked him up he became a free agent and nobody ever picked him up again Bill Jackson gave him assistant coaching opportunities, you know, in L.A., but mm-hmm. he never hit the court again as a player. And that, uh, I mean, it's Which the same is, kind of thing. So that's why I'm saying now, fast forward 20 years, will we see that again? Like during the time we were, our chests were puffed out and we were mad and upset, but then it just died out. Nothing changed. She never played professional football to this day again. Which is which is part of this this thing why I um, and your dad is on the line and who's a veteran and I I want to make sure that we are honoring people that have given us this right um, to speak out and to protest and people should right. not be punished for that right like right, right. for some reason in America um, people of color suffer when they take those kinds of stands. Um, and even the people of, even our folks of color, our black folks who serve and who died and who've given up their lives for this right, don't even always get equal treatment. I read an article a couple of weeks ago about a Tuskegee airman uh, who lives in Detroit. He's 102 years old. And he talked about how he was a mechanic um, 
in in World War II, came home, wanted to wanted to continue to be a mechanic, but no no one would hire him on an airport at airline as a mechanic because he was black. Right? Here's wow. a man who gave his life for this country, right? Who served, but still mm-hmm. didn't get equal rights, you know? And I think right. that's a travesty. And that's part of yeah. the story woven in here. It's a little strand in there of if you don't act right or if you are a person of color, you don't get full um, access. And that's yes. what you, Or you will get cut off. Your access right. will be cut off. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I, and, you know, it's hard to believe that we're having this conversation in 2017. And I, that's what baffles me in the current state of affairs. And now what happens in Daddy and Leroy, if you agree with me, doesn't it seem that sports used to be our little hub, our little getaway to just you can go with your family to go see a ball game or you can watch it with your friends. But now politics has spilled over onto the court, onto the field. And now it's become a whole right. different, it's now touchy. There's now a gray line. There's a gray area where you can and cannot cross. The same thing with right. uh, Sam coming out before the draft. He was a top five draft pick before he came out and kissed his boyfriend on TV. And then he became yep. literally the last pick and was cut. So now all of these other issues that used to be left off the field, off the court, are now a part of decision-making. Yeah. It's more than just a team against a team now. Right. Exactly. Right. And, and I, you have yeah, the owners. I, I, the other day I saw Robert Kraft, Jerry Jones, uh, Daniel Snyder, are all million-dollar-plus donors doing Trump campaigns. Why is that a headline? To, well, and it's not a surprise, but why is that a headline? Because it does, somewhere along the lines there, there is some synergies that are spilling over onto the court and into the to decision-making from the president. Right. I mean, two weeks ago, or, or actually right before the Hall of Fame game, Jerry Jones came out and said – hey, anybody on my team that kneels down during the National Anthem, they're going to be off the team, right? Mm. Like, to me, to me, that's like, that's a chap, that's like, that's a threat to a person's um, political beliefs uh, and to their freedom of speech. Absolutely. My way or the highway is pretty much what he's saying. My way or the highway. yeah, and you could say he's an owner and it's a private league and they own, you know, they can hire and fire who they want. That's true. But they also um, have success based on antitrust laws and all of these kind of public, public things to make all this money, right? Like, so it's not just this private business, it's a nonprofit, first of all. Um, um, they have nonprofit status. They got antitrust law status. They they benefit from things of this country, and so for them, right. them to take this kind of stand against people's freedom of speech and politics is 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 wrong. And we got to. Exactly. And the only way we're going to change that is uh, to is to make some sacrifices. I'm not telling everybody to do what I did, what I'm doing, in the kneel down approach. 
Um, but make some sacrifice, like make your voice heard. If you are, if you are a black person, a person of color, do something, right? Like don't, don't just ignore this because this is a challenge to our rights and our freedom. Yeah. So well, what like is your some goal point, at some point? At some point, Colin's not going to be able to keep giving away millions of dollars with none coming in. So we right. also have to think about these athletes. They support a lot of different programs that they need the income to keep supporting the support right. program for the African Americans. True. That's true. And for and a lot of them aren't African American only initiatives too. We're saying African American and black mm-hmm. community, but there are like you say, he's adopted by white parents. He kind of represents like you said, he was kind of the perfect person to do this. He was raised by a white family. He's part of one of the largest historically black Greek uh, fraternities in the world, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's in a, a quarterback, which is traditionally given to or seen in the position of white men and he went mm-hmm. to a Super Bowl. There's only a handful of people that can say that. So Absolutely. Um, so what are you hoping to what do you want the end result to be? Um well, what are you I hoping want, I, that this nail down you giving up your Sunday ticket? Mhm. I hope it inspires people um further. I think I think what Colin did has inspired me to sacrifice. I'm hoping what we do inspires other people to sacrifice so that we can improve the lives of people of color, people, black folks, people struggling um, to make it in this country and and around this world that, um, that we inspire people to think about sacrifice. Um, I think you're, I think you're right that, Oh yeah, there's just millions of dollars that these owners give, but if everybody sacrificed and everybody gave, we wouldn't need a few wealthy own to depend on a few wealthy owners to 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 do those things. We could all do that together right. as a community. And what if you don't mind me asking, how much is the NFL season Sunday ticket package? Your cable for uh, what do you pay to have access to football like that? Yeah, it's it's probably roughly somewhere between eight hundred and a thousand dollars easy. It's got to be that. Wow. It's got to be somewhere in that yeah. area, about eight hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Cool. Well, and probably more anyway. for a cowboy package. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get them all. Cowboys every game. He got that Sunday season every ticket. He gets oh, every yeah. game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every game. But, uh, yeah, all you worried about is the Cowboys. Well, Leroy, it has been a pleasure. And how can people get involved and get in touch with you um, and get in and learn more about the movement? Where can we find you at? So all of our information is on NFLKneeldown.com. You'll find the videos on there. You'll find a schedule of stadium events that we're holding. You can grab a T-shirt off of there. Um, and you, and you can kind of read why we're doing this. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, just at Leroy Barber, uh, and on Facebook, the voices project or Leroy Barber. Um, so, uh, and, and on Instagram, the same. 
All right. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day to join us here on the Tomboy Brunch. And uh, we'll probably be checking back in with you during mid-season to see how, if you've had any withdrawal symptoms from not watching, <laughs> from not watching football and see how you're doing if you need to tap your wrist or something. Yeah, and, I'm uh, not a big college. I'm not a big college football fan, but I'll I'll probably watch a little bit more of that. This is ah, uh, so you're gonna get your pick somewhere else, huh? Let's try, maybe. All right, well, Leroy, it has truly been a pleasure, and we're gonna take a quick break and come back and wrap it up. But again, thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you. I want to throw a number at you guys. 21 quarterbacks have now been signed this offseason, not named Colin Kaepernick. Can we officially well, confirm that it has to do with the protest now? Because initially I thought it didn't, but yes. now I'm swaying to the other side. Well, I've been saying that from day one. Now, listen, the bottom line is this. I can sit up there and call Colin Kaepernick's actions hypocritical, but that was only because I'm adamantly opposed to his position of publicizing the fact that he didn't vote. I had a problem with that. That is the only problem I have with Colin Kaepernick. There's no excuse on earth for 21 guys to be selected before Colin Kaepernick to be a backup in the National Football League. It is nonsense to think that he has not been blackballed. It is nonsense to think that he's not being blackballed. They are sending a message to Colin Kaepernick. But having said all of that, we all need to put on our big boy and big girl pants and recognize why that is. The reason why is because the NFL, as is mostly the case with corporate America, is about dollars and cents. They are about making money and not doing anything to compromise or interfere with the ability to get money. And if you get in the way of that in any way, they're going to deal with you. And since America, a vast majority of Americans, had turned against Colin Kaepernick, you have some NFL owners concerned, like Giants, Mara, and Tish and those boys, concerned that it could potentially affect their bottom line. And that is where the hesitancy lies. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. In fact, I know that some people support Kaepernick, some people don't. If you side with the people who don't, to point out your bottom line, well, what about the people that do? do you, are you afraid of alienating them? I think it says a little bit more about the feelings of ownership you know, than it does necessarily always the bottom line. Um, in the beginning, when we were asked this question, Molly, I said it was too early to tell mm -hmm. because it seemed to me that Kaepernick wanted a starting job and he was a bubble starter. So who's going to pay him to start? But now I think the evidence is in. If he is willing to take a backup job and no one has given him one yet, Colin Kaepernick is certainly better than the majority of backups, if not all of them, and is actually better than a couple starters. So if he has no job at all as a quarterback in the NFL and is willing to take a backup job, then clearly this is backlash to his protest, and that is very unfortunate. Hey everybody, and we are back. Daddy, that was a pretty good show. You did okay. Thanks, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very informative. Oh, okay. And then, for those of you who don't know, uh, Daddy actually <laughs> has experience being a DJ. He was a little quiet here today. I don't know why he was acting shy. But back in San Antonio, back in the day, Daddy's and his DJ name was DJ Jimmy Dynamite. <laughs> So, um, 
Daddy, thank you. It's been fun. We're going to have to have you back. And so did anything Leroy say sway you or change your mind? Are you going to give up watching NFL football this season? Well, Leroy brought out some really good points. <laughs> some really good points. And by the way, happy birthday to you, Leos. <laughs> uh, but, um, <laughs> you know, like I said, he had some really good points. And uh, I'm not I'm not watching preseason. You know, I haven't been looking at any preseason games. So let's just hope Colin gets signed before regular season. And maybe I'll make my decision then. Okay. Well, a uh, couple of weeks. Regular season starts, uh, I think the first game is September 7th. Uh, regular season begins, and yes, I agree. Hopefully, it won't have to come to that, that Colin Kaepernick will have been signed by an NFL team based on his ability and not signed because of taking a knee, but just keep it sports and strictly sports only, but hopefully, yeah, I agree that it won't have to come to that, but I do stand prepared to not watch. I'm actually okay with watching Good Morning America the next day or Sports Center and hearing the scores. But uh, I, I definitely agreed a lot with the things that Leroy was saying. And, um, you know, it's, it's just unfair. And if, if you don't say anything, you'll end up with a president that you didn't vote for because you didn't say anything and you didn't vote and you didn't like any of the candidates unless the next thing you know, the person that you didn't want in power is the one who has all the power. So we've seen That's that. That's how it happens. Yeah. That's how it usually so, happens. Exactly. All right, Daddy, have a happy Saturday. And everybody out there, enjoy the rest of your day and your mimosas. And uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you very much and enjoy it. Thank you.